There's a bit of a breeze, and then people just go, oh, they drop down dead. If this is gay paedophile porn, it's the most boring one I've read. I'd eat someone else's shit out of her ass. Testing, testing. One, two, three. You ready? Yeah, why not? It's been a while. Welcome to... Oh, fuck. Here we go. (laughs) And go. Welcome to Wizard Sleeve, episode seven. Here as always, me, Lewis. Hello, Daz. Hello. And Stee. Oh, yeah. And today we're going to talk about, uh, well, movies. Uh, well, not just movies. Reboots, remakes, and rehashes. There you go. Apparently. Uh, yeah. So, um, who, who wants to start? Do you want to do your usual thing and really catch yeah, us out by going, uh, let's recap. So, Lou, what have you done in the past week? Uh, well, it's been a while since. Well, last what have one we you did. done in the past two weeks? Well, the last one we did was with John, and we talked right two hours about toys. I'm still editing that. <laughs> God, um, I did my theory test. My driving passed. Oh well. Bought done. a car, so it's been a been quite a busy two weeks. Eventful. Yeah. Steve's almost got a new flat. Yep. If it's if it's still available. What have you done, Daz? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> on with the show <laughs> <laughs> absolutely shite on good anyway uh, yeah so we are we're talking about um, reboots remakes and rehashes what's a rehash yeah. it's like when it I don't, it's like a when re- you, it's a remake yeah but I mean re, I mean the thing is I think what, what we've discovered in talking about this before the show is that the the line seems to be blurring now between reboots and remakes and whatnot. So, you know, it's I kind think, of. I think a rehash. You could. Well, let's talk about what a, a remake and a reboot. The difference is first. Okay. Right. Well, a reboot. Now, this applies to. Um, it can apply to comics, comics, games, films, TV shows, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> a reboot is when when they take like a franchise, like a comic book franchise, or um, you know, or a or a game franchise or something, and sort of re. Yeah, they re- they remake it in the same medium, though, isn't it? So like a if, reboot, if, yeah, yeah, if, actually, yeah, it's in the same medium, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, say so if you have like a, a Batman comic, back to Batman, then you do a new series of Batman comics. That's a reboot. Yeah. But if you made a movie, that's a remake. Yeah, I think a reboot is basically forgetting what has come in the past and saying this is the first mm. in this new world. Like Star, Star, you know, Trek. Star, Star, Trek. Star Trek did that's it. That's definitely a reboot. Yeah, definitely yeah. a reboot. Star Trek did it. Batman's done it loads of times. Um, all the way from Tim Burton through to... Superman's done it a couple of times. Superman's done it. Um you know, so so there's that. Then there's remakes, which is like re like well, it is what it is. It's like remaking a film that's already existed. So, Psycho. Uh, what what are the remakes? 
Let's just change armor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually can't think of any other remakes. The upcoming Cabin Fever. Which is weird because every film at the moment is a remake. Although reboots seem to be the thing at the minute because. Mm. because Turtles is a reboot. Turtles is. Because that completely faffs with the origin story yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's just for like the artist, whoever it is, whether they're a filmmaker or a writer or whatever, it just gives them more freedom to create their own world and, and they don't have to rely on anything that's existed before it. Well, again, the upcoming uh, Batman vs. Superman film, that's. That's another reboot yeah. that's coming. That's not a remake. So. No. I finally saw Turtles, by the way. Ooh, remake. Cake face. I know. You, you enjoyed Turtles, didn't you? You thought it was good? I didn't think it was good. I thought it was it was alright. I, I, I felt like I was watching a little kid's film yeah, through, yeah. through a lot uh, of it. I said in the episode, I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't want to enjoy it. Hmm. And... Like when I defend the t- uh, Transformers film, I'm under no impression it's a good film. I just enjoyed, you know, bits of it. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it, but there was like just little bits that I thought it could have been better. It was too. It was too kiddy. It was too kid like. It was definitely like you could tell it was like Nickelodeon film. It was just yeah. like it was. It was too basic, you know. Megan Fox ruined it for me. Just in every aspect of Megan Fox. Her, if her removal from that movie could happen, it would make it better. Who would you have had as, Mag- as, uh, as Megan Fox as April O'Neil instead? Um, Emma Stone would have been good. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, but we know what his feelings are. Emma Stone. It's Emma Stone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Cool. I know what my feelings are for Emma Stone as well. They both eat the shit out of her ass. I think someone else's shit out of her ass. Well, there's a, <laughs> next week on Wizard's League. <laughs> sort of Steve eating Lewis's shit out of Emma Stone's ass. Yeah, give her a bell. I'll tweet, I'll tweet her. How do you fancy coming on this podcast and shoving my shit up your yeah. ass? You've you got like, to pay your own for your own flight and stuff, but we can stick you on Dazzy's couch. <laughs> <laughs> After the yeah. event, if any of our listeners would like pictures of that, just <laughs> send it. <laughs> Self-addressed postcard to PO Box with a PO... return envelope. P- yeah, PO Box wizard sleeve. <laughs> we need to set up a we need to set up a PO Box just for shit and giggles. See what we get. I bet they cost about a grand a year to run them things. Hmm. Can you still get postal orders? Does anyone? Do you reckon anyone still pays? I mean, I know some people from the shop who have no <coughs> bank accounts. No bank account, no internet, no home phone. It's just a bizarre... I mean, again, going back, what, 10, 15 years, the PayPal account, the internet, bloody, it was what it was, obviously, PayPal work like, yeah. and everything. But nowadays, it's just a... I just find it a bizarre state of affairs. Yeah, it's just become the norm now. Not, isn't not it? the, not so much the internet and stuff. It's not having a bank account. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bizarre thing to not have. Anyway, completely off topic. Um, so you've got remakes, which is you could argue the shine. Is the shine in a remake? Is there? Uh, the shine. I mean, the shine in the film. The shining was. You see, you could. I, I, think, I don't think it's either. Ah, you, yeah, you could. You're going to say that with it being with them both being based on the same book. Is it not just an interpretation of yeah. the source material? Yeah, but you could also say 
that the Kubrick film is a rehash of the book. Do you know what I mean? Because he's taken... You could say Jurassic Park is a rehash of the book. Yeah, he's t- he's, they've taken bits out of the book that they enjoy and then yeah. put other bits that aren't in the book yeah. are in different Because places. there's certain bits that don't work on film that work on in books. I'd just still like to have seen... Um, what he, was it Richard Attenborough in it? Jurassic Park? Yeah. Well, in, in the in the book, John Hammond actually dies being eaten by compis. You know, the little... Oh Chicken yeah. yeah! Spoiler alert for anyone who's not read the 1990 book Jurassic Park. <laughs> I think you're a bit off on your book thing there, but anyway. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, well, when was it written? It was about that time, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. But no, the yeah, yeah. There you go. Then that's what rehashes. Yeah, you've nailed it. Ah, but then, like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's quite a good one because is the new Jurassic Park a rehash of the? Of the because it's a sequel, but it's also a reboot at the same time. So does it fall into the rehash? They're just why are they making another Jurassic Park? It's a sequel. Jurassic World. Yeah, it's a sequel, isn't it? Yeah, but well, it is. But nineteen ninety. Yeah, it's, it's told you right. Swish bosh. But um, <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, but no, it would just be a straight sequel, wouldn't it? But if they don't refer to any of the other films or any of the other events, but still retain that kind of, you know... Well, if they did, but they're not. Eh? What? They're not doing them, are they? I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just a sequel. I'm, pre- I'm 99% sure it's just But a none sequel. of the original cast are in it? No, but you can still have the same storyline. I mean, say you like... You always like, need the original cast for a sequel. Well, yeah. no, you don't. But how much Predator will, how much will the original films... In, inform Jurassic World because there's so yeah. much so much time has passed now that they don't really need to refer to the old film because everybody knows what Jurassic Park is it's an island full of dinosaurs in the modern world yeah well it's one of those things it became a very big cultural thing yeah. the, the first one especially um, due to its effects and one thing or another it blew the socks off everyone uh, not so much with the sequels though. Mm. They're a bit shit. Dinosaur comes to town. Mm. And the question is as well is like, do we really need them? Does the world need another Jurassic Park film? Not really. Well, no. the world doesn't need any of this shit, does it? Thanks for listening. I know that's a bleak <laughs> outlook, <laughs> but, but it is, I mean, like every remake and rehash is down to some boardroom, some guy going. That'll make us some yeah, cash. Because at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of production companies will make a film because they own the rights to it and they know that they can make money off it. Yeah. Like Robocop. Mm. You know, whatever whatever um you know production house owns the rights to Robocop have got that property sitting there. Yeah. So they think, well, if we make if we do Well, an- to be fair, the original was Orion. Oh, right, oh, right, yeah. So, Irish I don't know who bought them up. I can't remember off the top of my head. I actually found out the other day. I don't fucking remember. Probably the people who rebooted it. Yeah. Because that's definitely a reboot. Cause that's got, a reboot, you've, yeah. You've got the original storyline there sort of thing. You've got them going one way, and then in the second one, it's just... Yeah. Completely... Not completely different. It's just... It is different. It's just rubbish. Yeah. It's like a reboot. Is like you don't need to watch the films that came before it. Mm. 
What about games? Has there only been any kind of reboots of games? Ooh. Um, yeah. I'm sure there are. I mean, yeah, there's like, um, I'm trying to think like really old games. I mean, because you can't really, you can't really class like the new Pac-Man games as sequels. Because the first game is just sort of like a, uh, what would you call it? Like an interactive puzzle game? I don't know what it is. It's not exactly an action adventure, but there's, there's new like, Mm. Pac-Man games. What about the Mario games? Are they sequels? Do they have a, a continuing story arc? This is a very strange thing with games because there's so many and obviously they can't name it Super Mario 73. So, it's like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is a good one because near mm. enough every single one of them is a reboot. Because mm. like, near enough every single one has a different story. I mean, there's only certain ones that fall on from each other. I don't like it now, like, you get like Final Fantasy 13, right? It's the 13th game, but then they go, they make a sequel, so it's called Final Fantasy 13 2. Right. Yeah, but at least that. <laughs> but yeah, you know right. I've done that in the series, so you know that yeah. that is the sequel to that one. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get in Final Fantasy 14, which would be something completely different. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense. It's, yeah. Other game remakes. Same with Zelda. Although, there's actually a Zelda timeline, though, isn't there? They're all. Even though they're all released at different. Periods of the timeline, they are all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, stuff like Call of Duty gets rebooted. Yeah. It's every three games or so. Maybe the the or, root of it is they keep the title, but then within that title and the themes, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, pretty much. Especially with that's the thing with the Call of Duty titles is they're just known as COD. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you've got the tagline after it, like the one I give you, World at War. Yeah. Or Modern Warfare. Yeah. Mod War 3, 2, 1. And Chips. What's the new one? Advanced Warfare. And then you've got Black Ops. Yeah, Black Ops 1 and 2. What's Ghosts? Ghosts. Is that, is that? Ghosts is supposedly the start of a new trilogy that will run alongside the Advanced Warfare that's <coughs> just come out. All right. So there's it's nothing. there's nothing in the COD... Um, games, there's no thread character-wise or anything like that. Modern that... Warfare 1 to 3, yes. Are you playing the same character in that? Uh, the same characters that were in it. Um, there's cert- oh, I'm not sure whether it's the second one where the character that you are playing, because they're quite grim, you have a tendency as the character to die. Mm. And I think it's the second one where you die, but then you, in the third one you take up uh, the mantle of a different character that's been mm. part of the trilogy up to that point. Right. And then go through that. So it's a bizarre state of affairs, but I mean, games is an arm. Grand mm. Theft Auto was probably the first famously rebooted game, I guess. Because Grand Theft Auto... When they rebooted Liberty City into 3D, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah. Is it really a reboot? I mean, all, the, all they're doing is continuing the game series, but just... Um, taking advantage of the, the technology that's coming yeah. out at the time. I mean I guess rebooting a game is completely different to rebooting a film because there's so many different things at play mm. but I would class I would class Grand Theft Auto as from the over the top looking down on the street game mm. which was still very popular but then they, they rebooted it into the 3D style you know. Yeah I guess they, they could have carried on doing it over the top there's no reason why they can't still do it I think no, I don't think that classes a reboot though. I think that classes a remake because Liberty City 
San Andreas uh, and Vice City and everything, the, the, well, whatever Vice City is actually called, they're actually all islands in the original game. Right. That you could unlock. So I'd, I'd class that more as a remake. Right. Because it... No, so a remake. A remake into three D. I'd yeah. say more than a reboot. Because because if if all those worlds, if all those worlds in all the other games existed already, yeah. so they all exist in the same world. Yeah, I just class them as sequels. I mean, the, the numbered and they came like never never did I see the, when the third one came out and the, or the fifth one. I never went. Oh god, it's they've, they've remade it or rebooted it. It's just like oh, this is the new one. It's mm. yeah. You saw me. No, because like if they started it again with just if they called it Grand Theft Auto, then mm. I'd be like, oh, they're, they're restarting it, they're rebooting it. Yeah, yeah, I know where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah, but there's not. It's... But Grand Theft Auto Three, I can see where Steve's coming from because obviously, I re- yeah, was play- I, re- I remember playing the very first one, getting obsessed with it, and then you had the expansions like Grand Theft Auto London, London. London, and to go from that to Grand Theft Auto Three, where all of a sudden you're playing GTA in 3D. Mm. I'd still class it as a, a remake because it does hark very much back to the first. Obviously, it's got exactly the same sort of mechanics as the first game, whereas everything else has since expanded on the. In the sequels, it's expanded on the world with airplanes, helicopters, mm. all that. But the thing is that the essence of the reboot is starting something new and then continuing in that thread. So mm. what Grand Theft Auto Three did, it rebooted the format, yeah. it restarted it from the beginning. See, we should have called this reboots, remakes, and rip-offs, because then we could have talked about Saints Row and all the GTA rip-offs that have come about that, from it. That new one, that top-down one. This is like a they've done like a an eight-bit um, version of the original Grand Theft Auto. So like it was if it was working on a NES, but it's also like an RPG adventure. It's weird, like you can get out and do missions and like upgrade, mm. but it's all top-down. Sorry for. Well, let's let's rename it then. Welcome to episode seven of Wizard Sleeve: reboots, remakes, and rip-offs, and some rehashes. Yes, because we've mentioned rehash already. And sequels, <laughs> and sequels, yeah, and prequels. Well, prequels is another one as well, isn't it? I mean, prequels were like never a thing until Star Wars, really. I mean, prequels did exist, but they were never spoken about. Like Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. But it's not, yeah. It's not mentioned. It's not billed as a sequel, uh, a prequel. It's the sequel because it's the film that came after it. It just it's set five years. Yeah, it's of, a bizarre before. state of affairs. Yeah, temple of the Temple of Doom. It's um, it's a bit weird. But again, going back to prequel because you get some prequels in games. I mean, the most recent one that I played was um, Halo Reach, and for all the faults, I like the Halo games because they're quite epic and everything. But that one, I never got round to finishing because you know where it's going. You mm. die. That's mm. blatantly obvious from the start. Right. So I never saw the point in actually finishing the game because I know where it ends in this battlefield. It's a completely no-win scenario. Which I don't usually mind sort of thing in games because they do have them, but it's just kind of pumped into your face all the way yeah. through the game and it just got on my nerves. And what about comics? I mean, I know that comics, oh. the rebooting, they well, just they've just rebooted everything. Lately, the rebuilt rebooting culture in comics is because they've had like the golden age and all that stuff, aren't they? That's but well, yeah. Well, but I mean, the, that's the changing between 
eras, isn't it? Sort of in between mm. the fifties and the sixties, due to uh, the stylistic tendencies of the time. Yeah, and obviously the medium it put out on. And, and do, they, do they care about characters aging in comics? Did they reboot it because they thought John well, John Constantine ages yearly, doesn't he? Like does he? as if he's a real person. Like like if it comes out on his birthday, yeah. the the issue or the yeah. month, whatever. I guess it's just the month, isn't it? Mm. Um, he ages in the comic, like it'll right. be a birthday episode issue. Right. Because were they worried that, like, maybe, like, they'd think, oh, well, Batman would be, like, 78 now, well, so... This is the thing. Certain things... <laughs> you'd be fucking dead. It's like, um... In the comics, aging is another odd thing, because, um... Cat Superman things. doesn't age like everyone else. Mm. The older he gets, the slower he ages, apparently. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to a certain point though, when everyone seems to have stopped aging, because Nightwing, who was yeah. um, who's Dick Grayson, you know Batman's first Robin and everything, he got to up to a certain point, like his mid twenties, stopped aging. Obviously, this would put Batman in his early forties, sort of thing, mm. mid forties. Um, but no, he's always in his mid forties. Yeah. But no, every every I mean, Marvel and DC have done it numerous times, complete overhauls of their once their range gets to a certain point and there's that many story arcs going on that they can't keep it all together on one thing or another. What they'll do is they'll do one overarching story that basically kills the entire universe off. Mm. And then something'll happen. So it all comes back. But everything'll forgot be forgotten, like the House of M stuff. Because it happens a lot when they do these big overarching stories that don't work. So they kind of use it as a fail-safe to get out of mm. jail sort of thing. Right, we've really fucked this entire range of comics over. How do we make people forget about this and we'll start mm. again? Tell you what we'll do. We'll kill the universe off. Everyone's forgot. Cause it, I mean, the so how do they... So, so, so the actual reboot is a story plot device... So, so what happens to bring them all back? Uh, in the last, oh, what was the fifty-two reboot? The oh god, no, that's the, that's the uh, what? What did reboot the fifty-two universal the other year? When was the Justice League Dark rebooted? Last that was pretty two easy. years, three years ago. Right. I'm not, I'm not. To be honest, I've not read a comic in a while, but um. I mean, it was something to do with the multiverse. And, um, yeah, very convoluted. Uh, uh, alternative universe, Lex Luthor, come over to Earth Prime, or Earth 2, depending on which way you look at it, uh, to try and save his own world. And faffing about with them so, they, rely, it, it, it so they, rely, they have to rely on the multi, the parallel universe theory oh yeah, <laughs> right? oh, yeah. a lot of the time I mean in the past um, in the in the Marvel world Iron Man has revealed that he's Tony Stark because he originally started off saying that Iron Man was his bodyguard mm. um, and then it was revealed that it was Tony Stark and this has happened quite a few times I mean one, at one point he, re- he revealed it himself and then used a a set of secret spy satellites to mind wipe the entire world to forget that he was Tony Stark. 
Right. Was there was there like uh, was there a page in the book where he's laying in bed at night going fuck fuck <laughs> fuck fucking fuck fuck what do I do fuck fuck yeah, but it, it happens it happens all the lot like one so, page of that. yeah when when they get into a point where they can't get out of it that's usually when the comic house will reboot the universe but don't they have standalone graphic novels like Killing Joke is that not like a separate thing that's, that has nothing to do that's with part of canon. But out of arc, is that the right way of putting it, Lou? I thought they were the same. Yeah, because Canon is what well, uses all the same devices. Like a time but out of arc, Canon's is almost like, like an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. the uh, there's one uh, Justice League, the Nail, where instead of uh, the Kents finding Superman, he's found by an Amish family. So the Superman as a hero does not exist. In I'm just that trying world. to picture Superman with the with just a beard. <laughs> So much butter got churned. <laughs> you can fucking throw up a barn in like half a second. There's an American TV show, isn't there? Like, is it like going Amish or something? We're like, because apparently at a certain year age when you're Amish, is it Amish? Yeah. Um, they, they get they get to leave the camp. They, they get to leave the um thing, whatever, and they get to do whatever they want for like certain amount of time so it's, yeah it's a lot of faffing but um yeah there's like a TV it's going show going to milk of the cow there's, there's a TV show where it follows these teens going to like cities and stuff right they have to they have to walk amongst the English before they can become a man it's in America I went to an Amish village once Not what it. was that like it was alright didn't really see many Amish. They were all kind of out and about, like. But it's like in, a tourist. Yeah, the curtains are going. Look at him. Well, it's like they, they've turned they turned a section of the town. It was Can't in it was in, it was in it was in Pennsylvania, and um, they turned they turned like a section of the town into like a tourist attraction, basically. Oh, so you go in. There's like a house there. You can go in and they show you that there's got like a little mirror on the wall, and they say this is the only mirror they have in the house and stuff. And then they explain to you the the clothes that they wear. Like the the only two they only wear like four different colours. I think they wear like blue, yellow, beige, 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 and brown. No, they have like blue. They have blue shirts. They have yellow shirts. These are the men, and they have white ones. You know, they, they only have very basic colours, and the women are the same. But you know. Sort of style is, is, it, is like. Did they make their own clothes? Yeah. So the clothes that they. I think get. so. Yeah. I assume so. Because they're all. It's very self. It's quite. They don't go to Target. I quite no. They don't go to TK Maxx or anything to the fucking army section. <laughs> um, it's a target for the. I, I mean, I quite I quite like that kind of insular. You know, in this day and age, to be able to have an in, such an insular community that hasn't. Is it not me? That doesn't. That doesn't just show me a picture of uh, is Amish that Superman. an Amish Superman? Well, there you go. Um, What's that man up to in the comic? <laughs> He's just fighting as usual, isn't he? To have, um, you know, to have to have that insular kind of community, I think it's quite impressive. You know, the fact that they reject any kind of technology is quite good. They don't like having their pictures taken. Which you saying that? But uh, a few weeks ago, did you hear about the two Amish eight-year-olds who basically were selling fruit at a stall at the edge of the town, uh, one of their towns, and they went missing? And the only thing the police had to go on were descriptions and a really bad drawing of the kids, because they obviously don't believe in photographs. And it looked like one of the kids had drawn 
Me, right. me age six. Just like a round face with like two eyes on it. <laughs> this is my son. Bring him back to us safe. <laughs> All Amish people speak like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> He's an outsider. He can never marry you. Ever watched The Village? And that Shalom Alam. Yeah, I love that film. Why the tweet? That's. I think that's probably my favourite. Um, creepy as fuck. That's my favourite <laughs> film of his. <laughs> bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, yeah, six no, months. Well, it was alright, just not, not my favourite. I knew, I knew what was going to happen. Oh, because obviously the village isn't screaming out for what's going on. Well, no, I knew I something didn't. was going to happen, but I didn't know exactly what. That's the thing. I knew Although something was going to happen. the worst one that has to be signed. I've not seen the lady in the water or whatever. I've seen that lady in the water. It's all right. I watched the first 20 minutes of it and turned it off and I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I quite yeah, it's a, s- a slow-paced movie, but I enjoyed it. Did you do the happening it's as well? Fantasy. Yeah, did you? Oh, Isn't that where trees give everyone asthma or something? Well, basically, asthma. people just start dropping down dead. Yeah. There's a bit of a breeze and then people just go, oh, well, they drop down dead. And they say, like, oh, it's the earth defending itself. Yeah. It's, like, it's oh, nature. Yeah, it's like, get fucked. It's like, it wouldn't happen like that, surely. Yeah, but it's Matt Wahlberg. Hmm. Ebola. Bird flu. AIDS. Oh, that's really that's, sad now. That's nature saying. <laughs> nature, you cunt. Hmm. Although, if you if you take the human race as a virus, then I guess it's only doing what it can to get rid of us, really, isn't it? Captain Planet. Tony Alter, fucking trees. Tree, tree, tree. Were you here for that? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Is that coming through loud enough? Yeah, it's fine. I'll double it anyway. Right, edit that bit out. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the remakes and everything. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one that I have. I watched no, again. To, you don't have to. You, you have to now because we're talking about it. But... No, fuck it, leave it in. Right, okay. People love listening to behind the scenes shit. Might be a. Uh, what do you call it? A. Technically a rehash, but the uh, the most recent dread film. I'm still not saying that. Oh, it's it's one of those things. As a big dread fan, because 2008 is one of my favourite comics, and dread is just he's a brilliant character. He didn't take his mask off. <laughs> <laughs> but I was supposed to see the actor's face without him taking his helmet off. I was supposed to come after the um, after after the. Horrendous Stallone debacle. I've not Ugh. seen that either. Oh, get no, that watch. No, no, it's terrible. No, it it's awful. I'm not going to waste two hours of my life. Rob Schneider in it as well as his comedy sidekick. Just Chaz. Well, they made it right after Demolition Man, didn't they? Yeah. And it was like Ugh. pretty much the same cast and pretty much the same. From what I can see, it's shot more or less the same. It's just like of its time, you know. Just mm. looks like a mid 90s, badly guided fucking adaptation of a comic book yeah like oh, Phantom was. or fucking something else but I've got I've got to put out there that Dread has been one of the best comic book adaptations it's it really you've seen Dread haven't you I saw it soon, and yeah. it's one of those things you, you've read Dread as well mm. it's it just yeah. so thing the way Carl Urban plays him Spot and everything and the interactions with Anderson and stuff and some of the looks it, it's just he takes no shit whatsoever. He's so badass in that movie. Yeah. It's Have just, you seen um, it? No. Oh. It, oh, the, I mean, the bit, I, the bit I really like, spiral alert, is the... Um, Put your hands over your ears. 
where she gets the uh, minigun. Mm. And you're going like that and completely peppered everywhere. And then Dredd, they're outside and Dredd goes, oh, I guess we're going to have to go back in. So he just walks through everything and, and then walks back off. And she's just like, the fuck? I like it when he gets, um, when he gets shot. Mm. And he's just fucking healing himself. He's just like, gets that super glue or whatever. Yeah, he's and just, like, stapling himself yeah, back together. Yeah, and he's just like grimacing. He's like, fuck it. Like, yeah. come here and do my job and I'm going to get it done. Yeah, because that's another thing. Commission. I mean, that was the thing with the Stallone one. The fact that he's got Stallone <clears> in it. Because I really like Carl Urban as an actor. Yeah. Um, James Bond. Yeah. There you go. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a minute, folks. Yeah. We're going to talk about who should blame Bond. But um, it's fun. No, Stallone is Stallone. Obviously, he had to do a hell of a lot of talking in that film Poor because he's Stallone. So yeah. you know what I mean. That's the thing as well. It's like movies do that now, where <clears throat> they'll cast a big star in it, and because most of the films that are being made at the minute with big stars in them require them to wear a mask, so it's like. <laughs> So you can almost hear like the 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 guy you know the the sort of executive producers going, I'm not paying fucking. Well, again, that's I'm why not, he, I'm not paying Christian Bale. You know, that's why thirty million dollars to have a fucking mask on all the way through it. You know, mm. so that's why they end up with like. No wonder he never was Batman. You know, like um, even in Iron Man, Iron Man. You know, for me, Iron Man three, there's there's too much Tony Stark in that. It's just like it's just big, it's like Robert Downey Jr. the movie. Yeah. Iron Man 3. You know what I mean? It's like, because um, Shane Black fucking bums him, so he just had him in every frame without the Iron Man suit. And yeah. if the Iron Man suit's in it, it's a separate, you know, it's like mm. a separate character. And it's like, but it's almost like they're trying to get as much face time out of the movie star as they can. And well, that's and, what happened with the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Is it Dark Knight Rises? It's clever they did Iron Man. You know, it goes to that internal cam. Yeah, so you, you actually do see his face. Yeah, I mean Robert Downey Jr. is great. In well, that that's role. what they do in the cartoon in the comic, though. Do they? Yeah, a lot of the time when he, when, uh, when he's in the suit and he's chatting to folk, he'll have the screens here and he'll have a naked Tony Stark just kind of in blackness because right. that's how he. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's represented that he's chatting to people on his computer. It's a bizarre thing. Oh, Jarvis turning up as a head and is Jarvis. You know, because like the new the Avengers two is coming out. Yes, and Vision's in it, isn't he? Yes, and he's voiced by the guy that does Jarvis's voice. Mm. So I think Jarvis is just basically going to get his. Yeah, but they're already, they're already faffing with the comic world there anyway. Well, Ultron's different, isn't he? Ultron's built by Tony Stark. He's not by his dad. Or is it Howard Stark. Yeah, yeah. Remember you saying it was supposed to be Howard Stark, but I don't know if that's true. That's because uh, what do you call it? Ant Man's not going to be released before it, or is it? I doubt. I it. think it is before it, but um, yeah, it's just it's just a different. Origin. The thing is, though, they can't really bank on Ant Man yet, can they? They can't have Ant Man. I think it was shit. I fucking hate Ant Man. Well, they can't. They can't have Ant Man. They can't have Ant Man being such. They can't have him being such a pivotal character in the Avengers storyline no. because they don't know how the character is going to turn out. Yeah. If, people are going to respond to it so they've had to go with a safe bet and said oh let's have Tony Stark yeah. creating it me and know? Joe went uh, camping once and we, we were bored so we went to this stinky ass paper shop and we had some Marvel top trumps like full on it's going to be a good weekend and I remember I always remember Ant-Man was the worst card whenever you got Ant-Man we just looked at each other and just give it him because he just there's no way you could beat him he was, for some reason they'd made him awful well, it's like if you get the Invisible Woman in the other set mm. she's horrendously bad 
and you might as well just not bother having it. Do Americans have top trumps, do you reckon? Of course yeah. they have top trumps. Where do you think they come from? They it's invented not a British it. invention. Oh, fucking hell. A British invention. I, I used to get loads of top trumps. Cobblenoids. Daz is whacking out his top trumps. That's what we're calling it now. If you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that bang was his delicious cock, by the way. <laughs> There it is. 17 carrots. <laughs> so Daz has got his top trumps out. What's that, a Star Wars one? God, you've got loads. What's this, top trump? Dinosaurs, Marvel. Marvel 1 and 2. I had the... Oh, Star uh, Wars again. the heroes and villains. And Marvel. 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 I think it was this one. It might have been this one. It's top listening this. How to play a top trumps. What? Ant-Man's top listening it. <laughs> That's a really random... I'm looking forward know. to it because I like Paul Rudd. Personally. Yeah, but can you really base... You know what I mean? Can, can you judge a film? Oh, I suppose you can. And the guy who's playing it. Because I suppose if the guy who's playing it... I don't know. Does a good job. I suppose you can, yeah. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Really enjoyed the film. And I think I enjoyed it more because I've not read a great, I don't know a great deal about mm. Guardians. I know of them in the periphery of my comic knowledge. But because of it, I couldn't sit there going, well, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. I don't, I think I enjoyed the film more, sort of thing. Yeah, because you're not, you've not got any... I was like that. I mean, I'm not a big comic book reader, but I know about Superman and Batman. So mm. when you go and watch a Superman or a Batman film, you've already got this kind of, um, you know, this kind of pre-written kind of knowledge that is like just... Gen, it's, like a, it's like general knowledge for people, you know, you know that Superman came from Krypton, etc., yeah. etc. Whereas with Guardians, it worked as like an original movie because... Not many people, in comparison. Do you reckon that's why familiar it, with it? Do you know when you see a movie like a No Face, and it's a big one? A No Face, I, you know, like someone who's not famous. Yeah, I always think they look better. You know, if like if you watch a Tom Cruise movie now, you it's a Tom all Cruise. You can, all you can think is Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a vehicle for them, and which is exactly well, what, what the first Judge Dredd film was. Um, yeah, I watched Thing in the Box. Full circle. Man. So. Um, the Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise in. and again it's Tom Cruise repeating the same day I've heard it's good day. though I, I really enjoyed the film mm. but it is just Tom Cruise bang, bang, I guess bang, that's bang. us though I mean we've seen him in like a million films but say someone who's never seen Tom Cruise watches that first they'll be like oh let's follow on this who's that guy <laughs> never seen Tom Cruise this is before. someone who's been living in a fucking cave all the life it's a child it's one of those Amish kids <laughs> on the year out yeah <laughs> what did you do for a year out I watched Tom Cruise <laughs> then he touched me let's go mad with his Scientology what's that you got in there what makes what <laughs> what makes what what that's what that originally said, but the spell check weren't happy with it. We're looking at our notes. That well, that was with the reboots, remakes, and rehashes. What makes what what? Can we, oh right. Can we talk about number two? What make, why is JT a cock? Why is JT a cock? <laughs> well, I don't know. He just is. He's a lovely guy. He'd do anything for you. And 
stand-up guy, but he is a cock. <laughs> what, what, like, so, oh, what made you write that on the list of things to talk about? Cause cause well, we were talking about the, uh, the fact that he's posted a video on Facebook of a w- one-winged plane apparently landing. And now, from his post and what he's wrote, it looks like he thinks that's real. And it's obviously CGI. Clearly <laughs> CGI, like the worst kind of CGI. And it's just, yeah, that's where that's where it came about. Because he's, he's a nice guy. Is he? He can be. Is he? Is he? For what he is, he's a stand-up For what guy. he is. For what he is. <laughs> I remember when we were on, um, um, uh, uh, it was your stag do. Oh, not this. I thought you were going to fucking say <laughs> I thought, whose stag do was it? It was Dazzy's stag do. Yeah. And we were in that club. And, um, and, and JT slaps you across the face. Yeah, really hard. But he made your ear bleed because he caught your earring. Not well, oh, yeah. Hey. Wasn't that me? No, it was JT. And then I think I can't remember if you hit me in the ear and then, and then he hit me in the chest. Yeah, he slapped me in the chest, like right in the center of the chest. Yeah, no, I remember. So then you threw a glass of wine over his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's the most middle class thing you could have done. That. I had no. Bosley. <laughs> I had no sherry. I, I, I want mine. We're in a grotty fucking karaoke bar. And you, you, and, you and you and. John are fucking sharing a bottle of fucking Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, I fucking half past a bit, man. Yeah. It was just a uh, good night. <laughs> fucking was. mental, that. Yeah, it was. I got a taxi on my barney. <laughs> oh. I think you fancy sleeping on JT's floor that night, to be honest. Especially after I threw a glass of Chardonnay in his face. <laughs> You kind of did it over the back of his head, though, because he, he kind of, like, dipped his head down and you just poured it over the back of his head. I wish I'd have been compartmented for Burke having his massive I-need-to-go-home moment. <coughs> yeah, he fucking, yeah, that. he went fucking bananas. <laughs> I need to go now. I need to go home now. Stood in JT's flat at fucking six in the morning. And he's, like, he's like looking out a window going, I need to go, I'm going to walk home. It's like, fucking, it'll take you fucking four hours. He's like, no, it'll take me half an hour. It's like, we're in Salford, you want to walk to Bolton? It'll take you four hours. That's if he makes it. He's like, no, I'll, I'll run. Because he fucking runs home, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's now in Antarctica. Why did he want to go home? Good luck running. Because he, get, he gets this kind of weird home. He's always done it where he gets this weird kind of like homing beacon that flashes in his head. Mm. That suddenly he has to go and he has to leave and he ends up running home. And everyone thinks he's like having a mad and stuff like that, which he probably is. But he just like he just gets this kind of like cut off point where rather than just stopping, he just decides to go home and then usually runs home. What did he do that night? Did he stay went to sleep no, next he, to he, a radiator. He went to sleep in the hall. Mm. Wow. Yeah. If you're listening, Berg, what's the matter, man? What's the matter? <laughs> what's the beef, chief? Where is he now? Antarctica. Antarctica. Is he going to fucking run all day? He'll have to get some tennis rackets on his feet, won't he? <laughs> so that's how Jesus did it. Yep. What, when he was in Antarctica? <laughs> when he was in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> that famous parable of Jesus walking across snow. <laughs> it's a reboot. <laughs> a reboot, yeah. Jesus fucking snowboat. <laughs> oh, dearie me. 
So anyway, where are we, we up to? I don't know where we're up to now. We've, go, we've gone completely well, off track here. Let's now. go back to the list. Back to Batman. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't see that. We were actually, we were actually saying before that um, Batman seems to be this kind of like cultural junction point for everything. You, you can relate everything to like to Batman. You can use Batman as like an example for anything. You know, we link- I, I hate to point this out. Can we link this to about twenty minutes ago when we had this conversation? Did we? Yeah, we've yeah, already we had this conversation in this wasn't episode. Recording them. We were. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. We were. We weren't. We were. We weren't. We weren't. Anyway, we were. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's in twice. Edit it out. I'm pretty sure. Do, it do wasn't. we need to go back to Batman though? Because no. again, episode one pretty much covered all the reboot. I don't know, how sweaty that is. How fucking sweaty that is. If anyone wants to know what Steve's talking about, please send a self-addressed envelope. <laughs> Let's take a picture of this sweaty sweet. We've got some toffees today if you're wondering what that crinkling is. I'm going to have one now. Let's take about. a picture of this sweaty sweet. <laughs> Put it on Twitter. Is it sweaty? It's just sweaty. I'm trying to capture the sweat. Anyway. Sorry, just talking to myself. <clears throat> can, you know how Steve said we can link Batman to anything? Hmm. Can we link him to the Bible? I didn't mean like that. No, I meant like right. if you're talking about reboots, you can use Batman as, a, as an example. All right, talking about can... recasting of films. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. Uh, talking about linking, say Batman to the Bible, something we've not done for uh, quite a while. The uh, Seven Steps of Kevin Bacon. We used to really enjoy playing that game. You know where you've got to link one mm. person with someone else. I think it's six actually. Isn't it six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, wherever. But in uh, six. Steps. I used to be really good at it. Proper chuff when Sid, oh, Sid mean, James oh, and yeah, someone you, else. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're, yeah, when we were doing the link one film to another film. Yeah. To get to somebody else. Yeah. And I got, oh, yeah, the prize one was simply because I'd watched the random black and white film about Sid uh, Truckers. Mm. We're like Sid James and Sean Connery and a lot of other random really famous people and but no um, what's what do you think has been the best remake or reboot Um, I'd have to say simply because of its creativity of recent times is Star Trek because they rebooted it but they knew that that would piss off so many people so they made it simultaneously part of the canon as well by having the alternate timeline and stuff yeah, but there's a lot of it still pissed a lot of people off because there's still people petitioning to get removed from official canon. Oh, fuck them. Well, it's, it's fucking stupid because, again, like you said, the way they've done it is it's a completely different entity to everything that's gone before. They've started again. So, uh, yeah. No, uh... I mean, I found the the Evil Dead reboot a bit pointless. Yeah, see, I've not watched that because it shows the evil and everything, Mm. and it's just it's a bit much. So, what what are the characters? Is it got an Ash character in it? No. Well, it's got it's got a theme the like a heroine in it. You know, a female lead, and she lops her hand off at the end, and blah de blah de blah. 
certain bits that still that happened in the original that still happen in this. But it's just too, I don't know, too much. I think less was more with the evil dead, especially the first one, because obviously after that they became sort of comedy horrors, didn't they? Mm. Um, well, there you go. That's a remake, isn't it? Evil Dead 2. Yeah, it is. A it's... remake of the Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I just, uh, I watched it, I just didn't see the point. And The Rings, The Ring series. The yeah, ja- I mean, ja- that, I mean, because the they were is... a massive thing of Japanese films being remade, weren't they? Yeah, you can't, I mean, every horror film now seems to have a, a, a pale girl with long black hair in it, and it's like, do some else. The know? Magnificent Seven, what was that a remake of? Seven Samurai. Right. But was that was that a remake or a rehash because they transposed it from feudal Japan to the Wild West? That I'd have said that were a rehash then. Mm. Like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still confused about which is which. Well a rehash I mean like the thing is a re if a, re- a reboot has the original has the same characters in. The mm. same story elements. But it's in a different setting, fresh. Yeah, well, well, kind of. Yeah, again, the Star Trek is a perfect example of a reboot. He's still got Kirk, Spot, yeah. McCoy, Scotty, in and everything, but they're in a completely. So it's canon. Yeah, whereas a rehash is, um, like for instance, if they'd have taken Seven Samurai, the right. film Seven Samurai, and remade it in the 60s but still had it with seven samurai blokes in feudal japan that would have been a remake because right. the fact that they took the seven samurai in inverted commas and turned them into cowboys mm. and i've been in the wild yeah, west rehash yeah that's a rehash right, i'd it. say I've just uh, tweeted um, that sweaty sweet to at wizard sleeve at wizard sleeve. I figured you said the shot of Ed wizard sleeve. Have I talked about this? Yeah, I've talked about it. Yeah. No, we had we had a row about it last night, right at the end of the um, last week, about right at the end of the episode. About what? About, about the fucking uh, the Twitter handle for wizard sleeve. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, because if someone tweets us, but you can delete it. that. If you want to put more in it, you can delete it. You can still tweet somebody, but take their name out. Of yeah, it. but that's only in a reply. It's not because if you go on, if you go on someone's Twitter page, yeah, and there's a little box that says "tweet to such and such mm. body," and then you write in the little box, you can delete their name and it'll still go onto their wall for them. Really? Yeah. Anyway, where are we up to? Sorry, I went for a We're talking about um Well we're talking about what's your favourite remake, reboot sort of thing. Well, or what's been the best one, one of, of recent times. <coughs> I mean going back to the Ring films, I mean I quite liked the American version of the Ring. Um No, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Not as good as the original, the Japanese one, but this it was the same same guy that made it, you Is know, a remake. Made... Yeah, it was a remake, but it was like, but it was done by the same guy who made the first films, right? But he Americanified it, didn't he? For 
targeted sort yeah. of the American audience. Yeah. You didn't have a lot of Japanese schoolgirls in it. And, no. Yeah. And, it, and it draws less on the sort of spiritual aspect. Right. The Japanese myth. That, I mean, the Japanese myth is mentioned in That's the reason for it happening, but it doesn't study it as much as the Japanese versions do. Okay. Um, so that's that's a remake, but to me that's a, that's an acceptable remake because it was made by the same guy, much like Mad Max, which is coming up. You know, mm. it's made by the same guy. Is that a re? Is that a reboot? That's a reboot. Yeah, right. I think. I'm assuming so. Yeah, it will be a reboot. It can't be. It can't be a direct sequel unless yeah, they're making because he's got younger, any. <laughs> but uh, that yeah, I'm not yeah. really thinking about. But whether or not did. Set it between certain films, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was classed as a sequel. You see, the thing. thing is now, people like filmmakers like the idea of a trilogy franchise, you know, that they can release on a box set and stuff like that. And if they make three Mad Max films with Tom Hardy in them, that's a separate little right, box yeah. set that they can have, you know what I mean? Yeah, whereas if they had to start weaving in story elements from the Mel Gibson thing it can just get very confusing and very convoluted yeah because I mean to be fair the Mad Max films the uh, the original three although I like them they are kind of all over the shop because it goes from this pre-apocalyptic dystopian world in Mad Max sort of thing where everything's breaking down society's breaking down bloody bloody and then you go to Mad Max 2 where everything's gone it's a bit yeah. like a nuclear war or something yeah. shit's gone down no petrol anymore because again that's nothing about that is mentioned in the first one you know lack of petrol and everything yeah, it's, a bit, it's all yeah. about the petrol heads and whatnot. and then everyone's just gone feral it's kids that can't talk with sharp boomerangs and one thing and another it's, it's a bizarre way to go with it and then you go to Thunderdome where it's got Tina Turner and everyone's gone even more tribal and feral and it's all run on shit yeah okay what about remakes that maybe in 30 years they might remake like Star Wars what if they remade Star Wars or what if they remade Back to the Future see I'm surprised I've not touched on Back to the Future yet because that yeah. while it would be hated everybody would go and watch it you know, they, they could easily make a lot of money with Back to the Future remake. Yeah. Well, again, they're supposed to, not to specifically. Hold some time machine. There you go. Talking about uh, completely rebooting the Terminator series. Yeah. Because that's gone. Oh, God. The new one that's going to come out. Sounds fucking dreadful. I don't know. I've not seen it, but i uh, not read anything about it. Well, they make the cast from the other one are all recast. They're like Christian Bale's not in it. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays um, Reese. Right. He's not in it. Although, to be fair, um, the last Terminator film with Christian Bale in is better than Terminator 3. I really Terminator liked it. Terminator 3 was terrible. Terminator yeah. 3 was kind of a rehash of Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the end of Terminator 2 it ends with it, with like, oh, there's going to be a war, and then it ends, right? Yeah. And that's how fucking the third one ended. And all I wanted yeah. the third one to be was this war. I'm like, I can't wait to see this war. Robot kick war. Off, yeah. And like, thankfully, they did it with uh, is it Salvation. I like that one. Laura hates it, but I think it's good. It was alright. It wasn't really. I mean, Terminator to me has always been like a dark 
it's like a horror film, really. Mm. You know, whereas they turn it into this like glossy action movie, and it yeah. was just like it just lost something for me. It could have been anything, you know. It, it could have been any film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I've, just, I've just missed what we saw. Terminator, uh, Terminator Salvation, ah, saying yeah. that it's I don't. It could have been any any old Hollywood action movie. You know, it didn't. Yeah. It lost something by me, putting it in that world, and and it's one of them where. They seem to be obsessed now with showing things that don't need to be shown. It's like the Wolverine origin film. That film did not need to be made. They said everything they needed to say about the Weapon X program in hmm. X Men Two when oh, it was just hinted at. To be fair, like to, for the well, about twenty, I don't know what we're in. About thirty-five. 37 years for the entirety of the Weapon X background to be revealed sort of thing in the comics, yeah? Yeah. You you didn't know. And that was the thing about it. Mysterious. It's even mentioned in that one of the big things that came about, I mean, it's a good few years ago now, but uh, in the early 2000s, was the fact that Weapon X is not because he's an X-Man or, you know, the XG, because it's Weapon 10. Yeah, and uh, you you got the weapons after that. Captain America's Weapon One, right? That's what they originally built. Sort weapon of thing. I, yeah. Um, but one of those things, and there is a list of all the different who the weapons are, sort of thing. And I mean, in that film, the fact that he's mentioned that he is, or he's number ten, sort of thing, completely. Because I spent years. I think everyone did just assuming because he were he had the X gene, that's why it was called Weapon X. Yeah, it was just like a, it just seemed to fit. Yeah, and that might have been what it originally was. You know, I've got sneaky suspicion it was. <laughs> you know, they just thought, oh, X, we, we've got X running through all these comics. We'll just call it mm. Weapon X. Yeah, but then they obviously realised that that was a, that was a bit convoluted. That seems to be the word of this show, convoluted. That yes. was a bit, that that became a bit convoluted. A bit. Um, um, you should have just gone with convolution. <laughs> so yeah, they probably had to come up with a. But I mean, the idea of having it as weapon ten is a good idea, I think. Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is, it in the comic world, it built to that point. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It weren't instantly put there that he's the tenth one in the uh, in the series. That's the, to me. Thing. To me, it's. It's better to have things that you don't see that you can. It's like the Star Wars prequels; they didn't need to be made. No, you know you. you well, fa- I don't know because, like, I guess people wanted them. People wanted to know what Episode One, Two, and Three were going to be. I think they needed to be made <coughs> for the fans, but they were just made terribly. Yeah, because they focused too much on trying to tie everything up. You yeah. know, the first but, three episodes should have been three separate story, like one separate story. I think we said this: like Episode One, Two, and Three could have been condensed into the one movie. Yeah. Like yeah. the third one could have just been the third one. The first two, Anakin's not introduced till the end of the second episode. Yeah, they could have been completely something new, which is what the new one's going to be. I reckon they'll start off with the end of Jedi, and then it'll move on to something else. Yeah, well, they need to. I mean, they can't. That was the thing. They just they just tried to make everything tie up neatly in Star Wars, and it was just it just ended up being shit. Like Boba Fett, the Boba Fett origin story. The best thing about Boba Fett was was that he was mysterious. Yeah. Whereas they just basically spell out in no uncertain terms who Boba Fett was, Boba where Fett. where he came from, what he looked like. Um, Speaking of Star Wars, I've yeah. I found some Star Wars flash fiction. 
Slash fiction. Slash fiction, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so you to read. Oh, lovely. Because we couldn't really have an episode without it or without a quiz. Something for somebody to listen to. Or I can play top drums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old top drums. <laughs> How exciting. Some of the other say, no, you know, your podcast, you should film it as well and put that on YouTube. Who said like, that? Someone at work I was talking to. I was like, do you know, do you know how much fucking editing I'd have to do to make that seamless? <laughs> <laughs> Not Scorsese, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So should we talk about, um, what else is there? What's the point, Dread, best, oh, we've not done best, worst. Each of us should pick the best. Oh, remake. we should all decide like what's the best rehash, remake, and reboot. Oh, I did. I did want to just mention the Punisher films. No, because three <laughs> of them. Yep. And have you seen all three? Three and a half. Which three and a half. Is, yeah. The is, um, um, which is the one with Hasselhoff in it? Hasselhoff. You mean that's um, uh, Nick Fury? Oh, if, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Was the original with Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, I say original. The first one with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Then there was the rehash. Yeah, uh, with, with uh, Thomas Jane, which it? is excellent. And then the third one, which is Warzone. Yeah, which is the worst movie ever made. It's not the worst movie ever made. It's awful CGI blood. There's nothing worse, especially in that movie. Anyway, fucking hell, it's so bad. And they picked um, Punisher with the ponytail as well for some reason. Let's go back to the 80s and give this fucker a ponytail. Fucking mullet. It's awful. Looks like a right bell end. But, um, yeah, no, Thomas Jane made a, uh, a short movie, didn't he? Mm. Oh, uh, Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry, yeah, yeah. which is excellent. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, brilliant. And God knows why they've not done that yet. The thing is, I think it's like that Deadpool short that's on. It's like that is going to be better. That's better already than any film they could make because there's too much they have to put into a film to please people. Mm. Whereas if it's just like a little project that's just going on the internet that doesn't cost a lot of money, they can do what they want. But strangely enough, they tend to, you know, connect with audiences a lot better with stuff like that because they're usually made by fans mm. who don't care about audience figures or anything like that. They just do what they think is right. The yeah. Thomas Jane one is so good. It's like it's almost like like one of those you know standalone issues mm. that you read, and yeah. it just it just it could be at any point. Well, obviously it's not at any point, but it's it's fucking excellent that short movie, mm. and a great advert for Jet Daniels. <laughs> so best reboot Star oh. Wars, Star Trek. Sorry, probably that's probably the clever in it in it in a time of. Cinematic reboots. Yeah, that's probably the cleverest. Um, but oh yeah, I wanted to, uh, uh, to talk about the the way they did Psycho, the remake of Psycho, mm. where he basically tried to do it shot for shot. Mm. Now Gus Van Sant said with that that he was trying to prove that you can't capture the essence of an original classic like Psycho, right. even if you shoot it shot for shot. Is that what he said? Yeah, but you weren't going to do, were you? Well, yeah. <laughs> it is well that, that's kind of bobbins though because you you didn't need to know uh, that, I mean I'm not a filmmaker myself but I can tell you if you make a film and it's exactly different actors shot for shot exactly the same as the original one you are not going to capture what the original no. one had I've no. got no, I've got no problem if I was walking there's quite a See. you can do a clever 
reboot of the same or remake of the same material. Yeah. <clears throat> but that you, you, yeah. But they're doing like cabin in it's cabin in the woods, isn't it? Cabin fever. Cabin fever. Where they're taking this original script, not changing the script, but another guy's just making it. Now, this is something that happened has happened in theatre since mm. the beginning of theatre. Well, kind of what happens when you change the directors, isn't it? They all do it their own. Yeah, but the in theatre, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier for them to. Yeah, but the script stays the same. Yeah, yeah, but the the way that is directed and yeah. the, the way they want it done, then yeah. changes, which is why I think the remake of Psycho re, kind of fell down. Yeah. Because he was trying to be... He was trying to Hitchcock. copy... Yeah, he was trying to copy... I don't think he was trying to do... I think Gus Van Sant, basically, was... Um, no, Gus Van Sant's a good filmmaker, I think. Um, really intelligent filmmaker, but I think he was probably commissioned with doing that. He probably had it in his contract that he had to do something that they told him to do. Mm. They gave him that, and he was like, right, you want a remake, do you? <laughs> I'll fucking make you a remake, dear kid. And just made it shot for shot. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's quite interesting. It's like one thing that hasn't been done yet, really, with re- with reboots, because reboots are always they take the idea of it and mm. they might take a general story mm. and try and try and like work it in. But as in having a new actor saying the exact same lines that were said by an actor twenty years ago, that's not really been done unless it's like a kind of nod to it, you know. But using the same script. Obviously, theatre has to do it because theatre, there's no lasting kind of record of a theatre performance. So, to keep plays alive, to, to, to keep plays alive... Stick with film, kids. <laughs> yeah, fuck theatre. Don't read. To keep, to keep theatre alive, they have to move it on with different directors and yeah. stuff like that. So, people that's obviously the reason why they do it with theatre. But I think it's... I don't know. I don't know whether doing it with film has got, got legs or not. I don't know. I, th- I, mean, I think the old thing... Is, Theatre and film we'll see. are very two different beasts as well. In film, directors, theater, being a theatre director, especially for some big production that has a massive run and you're there and successful for that run, has a lot more kudos to it, in my eyes, than you would get if you did the same in the film world. Yeah. If, you, if you just went out, took the script off another thing yeah. and then... People would say, like what they're saying about cabin fever now. We, do you know where I'm coming from? Here? Yeah. Um, Theatre, it's acceptable. Film, people don't see it as acceptable. So it'll always be instantly frowned upon. Yeah, no matter, no matter, but, even if it does surpass, the direction surpasses, the film surpasses, think, and everything, it'll still be, oh, well, that's, that's just that's great yeah. you know what I mean that's already been done I'm but like, I think people what? are also um, get excited when new directors come on board on theatre like if a famous director like if Sam Mendes decided to direct Macbeth everyone would want to watch that because mm. everyone's seen Macbeth a million times you yeah. know what I mean the script never changes but a new director will put a different spin on it yeah and with I think that's quite an interesting concept for film it's like what if Steven Spielberg was to remake, I don't know, um, like the 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 conversation, you know, with Gene Ackman? Mm. You know, that's a that's a really good film, and it's a really well made film. Not one of his more famous ones, but it was Francis Ford Coppola. 
But if Steven Spielberg was to take that script, mm. it would be completely different. If fucking Brett Ratner was to take that script, it would be completely different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it'd be interesting to see a certain directors, because then you would kind of maybe get a sense of how directors, yeah. film directors approach scripts. Todd McFarlane, um, what do you call it? Shinless list. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> but no, I know where you're coming from. I, I just think it'd be frowned upon more in cinema. Yeah. It would, It would in a populist sense, I think, because if we started to get, like, script word-for-word remakes of films, it would just... It would suggest that the cinema was dead, well dead, because mm. there's no... It would prove once and for all that there are no original ideas yeah. left. Or that no one's willing to go with the original ideas. But yeah. I think it would be quite interesting artistically to see how a different director would approach a script that's already been filmed. Yeah. Have there ever been a film where a direct, like, say, like four directors got a film? Say the, the film's in four parts, each one's been directed it completely on their own. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, say if you had a film with four acts. Acts. Yeah. Each director got to it. Direct. Well, there's been films where directors have collaborated, not collaborated as such, but the given like, like there was that one that Tarantino was involved with in the nineties. Um, four room was it? Four rooms, and it was all set inside a hotel, mm. and it's basically like four short films that right. make up like t- two hours of the movie, but each one of the stories mm. was made by a different filmmaker and that's been done quite a few times like Paris is was another one where it's all set in Paris one night in Paris but about 12 different directors from around the world including the Coen brothers through to like Lars von Trier and stuff I think it was Lars von Trier um you know and all like like um you know like Asian directors and stuff like that just did like little kind of short films but all set in Paris you know so they're given a brief right it's one night in Paris or one day in Paris or whatever it is hmm. do whatever you want with it but it has to be set in Paris and then all those things come together and make a film and none of the none of the stories cross over each other the only thing that crosses over is the fact that it's all in Paris on the same day yeah well that's not what I'm saying but that's very interesting I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> it's not uh, far off what you say. Well, I don't know what do you mean one film or four separate films one film yeah that splits four acts so, like, it gets to a certain point and they go, right, you're done. Director two, come in, you carry on. Oh, right, yeah. Do so you mean, like, the equivalent of, like, I think they used to play at school where you used to get a piece of paper, write one line and then fold it over. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then you had to read it out. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know, I think that's, I don't think that's ever been done before. There's been, there's been also, I mean, there was an Iranian film where the director made a film about um, a, a character um, and it was semi-autobiographical and then the sequel to the film was a film about him making this film mm. that was semi-autobiographical right so the scenes from the original film that are reshot right but you can see them being filmed if that makes sense yeah so you know this i mean in terms of like the how to tell stories in cinema it's almost it's almost endless, but you know. certain animations that do it. Uh, I mean, I'm, oh, haunting the dark or fear of the dark. Just something I watched on Netflix recently, where 
it's, uh, it's a series of, uh, I don't know, it's five short horror animations mm. about people's fear of the dark. It's got an overarching thing, but each one's different director, different art style. You know, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Mm. And again, I imagine there's more leeway in animation for doing that sort of I thing. I know what you mean. I'm just answering my own question though in my head. Like, TV shows do it, American TV shows, like sitcoms, or I think House, for example, uh, have got different directors for yeah. each episode, but it's always like the same storyline. Yeah, well, I mean, like, well, yeah, I mean, TV, yeah, I mean, like, Sopra- I mean, The Sopranos, you could almost call that. Uh, well, no, actually, a, a better example is True Detective. True Detective is basically an eight hour movie, isn't it? Mm. Because it well, doesn't. one director. I thought it had different directors through it, that. No, it's one all director. Right. Well, like, all right, then, the, like, Boardwalk Empire. Mm. First episode was directed by Martin Scorsese, and then after that, I think he's come back and done, like, one or two more since then. But yeah. then, you know, different directors come along. But maybe they're given yeah. a specific format. They say, right, this is how you light it, this is how you shoot it, you know. It's like when the... Because um, a lot of quite famous directors have wanted to do episodes of stuff like CSI. Mm. and stuff in the past because they were a big Tarantino did a two well, hour episode and everything. he did an ER episode but as well. it's still still instantly identifiable as CSI or Star sort of Wars thing. again that's another I think they've got things they've got to hit like you're saying things they've got to hit them mm. That'll be in the contract. They've got to have this, this, and this. They've got to have a gay droid, a little droid. <laughs> um, come on, Anthony Daniels, blatantly gay. You can leave that in. I'll stand by that. If he wants to suit, I saw him. If you're right. out there, Mister Daniels, if you want to suit, I've heard you're a bit of a prick. Uh, so you're more well, than welcome to prick. come <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the Star Wars Orchestra a few years ago, and he, he uh, presented it and told the story of Star Wars. He's like, "This is the story of Star Wars," and like. It'd have like a clip from episode one to six and go through all the like main mm. themes in the movies with this band. God, it was shit. There was no one there. They had to. It was in the MEN, or as it's called now, the Phones for You Arena. And they had to Catch take it. the top steer. It was like they just give everyone upgraded the seats then to the bottom one. Oh, it was that dead. God. So what? So what? What was? There was an orchestra playing. It was an orchestra, but then it cut between the orchestra and um, Anthony Daniels. Is it? Yeah. He would tell the story of Star Wars, so he'd tell like little snippets of it. And like when he was like C three C three PO, but he'd do the arms. Like oh he was... Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! Yeah, it was grim. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Star Wars, though, I've uh, I've got some slash fiction here for Steve. Unless you guys want to carry on talking. No, I'll I'll read it out. Okay, we're we're way over an hour, an hour. Way over an hour, so Okay, give it here then. This one's alright. <laughs> the author's Yeah, I'll put it that way. The author is um there. Do you wanna do you want the mic? Should I cue yeah. the music? Yeah. And no. Aliens fucking drinking, smoking in space. Fan fiction with Steve. <clears throat> okay. This this one's for all you lovers out there. This 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 fucking tome is called One Morning by um Sakura from Japan is his name. Rating R or uh probably Idaho. Rating Idaho, R Japan. Rating uh, yeah. Rating <laughs> Idaho Idaho <laughs> 
rating R or NC seventeen ish? No, no, for you kitty so, winks. If you don't have a pair in there, go and get your pair in while you're not on alter list. They can clean it. God, up. it says like disclaimer: Star Wars is George Lucas's creation. This fiction is mine, but I have no intention of making money writing this. Timeline could be Jedi Quest. Timeline could be Jedi Quest pre Attack of the Clones, post Attack of the Clones, or even pre Revenge of the Sith. So basically, you're in one pit anyway. Who gives a fuck? Oh, that means it'll be fucking Anakin and Obi Wan knocking each other off. Ugh. Don't spoil it, Dad. One morning, Anakin woke up in bed naked, with a dull pain in his back, legs, and lower part of his body. He sat up in bed and winced. He had this one indescribable pain in one area of his body. <laughs> there was a pain in his anus. Is that what he says? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's there. Excellent. Anakin sighed. <sighs> he slowly looked around the room and noticed that he was in his master's bedroom. Next to him, Obi-Wan was still sleeping. Sleeping on his stomach, the right side of his head and face on the soft white pillow, his long auburn blonde hair must <laughs> from, from sleep. That's not even a word. This thin but soft looking his thin but soft looking lips slightly parted. I can picture it now. The sound of his breathing was so soft and deep. Anakin cocked his head to one side, blinked, and then brushed his master's hair from his face and placed one gentle kiss upon his forehead. Then a smile slowly spread across Anakin's face as he remembered what he and Obi Wan had done together in bed last night. He quietly whispered to himself, smile still lingering on his lips. Now I'm his, I guess, and he's mine. The bright sunlight was streaking in from the bedroom curtains. A beam of sunlight was shining through Obi-Wan's favourite gauzy white curtains onto the soft bed covers. Fucking hell. Feeling content and satisfied, Anakin noticed that although he was still naked... He was still feeling warm and comfortable on this chilly winter morning. Where are they, Hoth? The heat did not seem to escape from his body. Just sitting beside Obi-Wan kept his body warm, it seemed. A, A dull pain was still there, but to Anakin, it was something he wanted to welcome. A sure sign of completion at the new beginning. But then a slight frown crept across his boyish face, and he thought of something. Have I bled? He had he had he had heard many women and men bleed their first few times while uh, after having sex. While some also do not bleed at all. I can imagine him reading this. <clears throat> he knew <laughs> he knew either way was completely normal that this was nothing to be concerned about. This is almost like um, like uh, a kind of educational... You know, like a teenage boy or a teenage girl might start bleeding after the first time they have sex mm. and be like, fuck, and then they end up Googling it and they end up reading this and they're like, oh, it's all right. Anakin said it's all right. Bleeding come. But still, Anakin immediately stopped his pondering. He lifted the bed covers and peered carefully beneath, trying to find any sign of blood on the sheets. 
He was so absorbed in searching for any sign of blood that he didn't notice Obi-Wan was already awake. He didn't even hear the soft rustle of their bedsheets and the blankets as Obi-Wan moved. Anakin nearly jumped to his feet. Two spelt T-W-O. In the air. <clears throat> when a hand touched his abdomen, he turned and saw Obi-Wan in bed beside him, leaning on his elbow, looking adoringly up at him. A gentle smile playing around his lips. Then Anakin saw something of amusement in his master's greyish-green eyes. <clears throat> what are you doing, Anakin? What are you doing, Anakin? What are you doing, Anakin? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Anakin blushed furiously. Nothing. Nothing. Obi-Wan started rubbing his hand slowly up and down Anakin's thigh. What a creep. He brought his hand to the top of uh, t- top of his thigh using his thumb. And you oh no, and using his thumb, he started to caress the boy's tightening balls. Anakin whimpered. More, Anakin groaned. But instead of touching Anakin's erection, Obi-Wan grabbed Anakin's forearm and pulled him back into bed with great force. Use the force. <laughs> Fucking hell, Daz. Daz is uh, showing his... Um, what can only be described as um, art. Star Wars porn art. Anakin yelped and laughed like a five-year-old kid. This is getting weird now. I'm not sure I should be reading this. Anakin... How old is Anakin in this, by the way? Is he? Is he, though? Or is yeah. it... Have you read this? No, I will... Let me... It's not involving the child Anakin, is it? No, it won't be child Anakin. It might be. I'm not ready, no. <laughs> Fucking hell. When's the timeline on this? Hang on, where's no, the timeline? No, because it's pretty sick. The guy said it could be set anywhere, so yeah, if you say anywhere... Yeah, Wars. You, yeah, when you... pre-Clone Wars is the Phantom Menace when he's a kid. Nah, he's 18. He's consented, I Anakin pulled both his arms back down under the warm bed covers and snuggled up to Obi-Wan <laughs> to get warm. He pulled his master into his arms and, and sighed contently, his head resting on the older man's chest... <clears throat> and breathed in the familiar and comforting sense of Obi-Wan. <laughs> he smiled. Oh, don't show me a picture of Jar Jar Binks fucking rutting princess. Oh, no. <laughs> I can see through PO's watching. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Has he got an ad on as well? He is an ad on. <laughs> Oh, sorry. sorry for interrupting. Good God. Good God. Obi-Wan wrapped his arms around Anakin's warm body and chuckled contently, burying his face in the boy's dark hair and cream-coloured neck. Good God. Master? Hmm? We like those... They're like the... We're like those penguins we saw on TV last night. <laughs> that is written down here. What? Obi-Wan frowned, amused. Remember that programme we saw on TV last night while having dinner? Anakin Anakin looked into his master's kind eyes. Um, about animals all around the galaxy? I was too busy sucking your dick. (laughs) Yes, Obi-Wan nodded, still frowning, trying to remember exactly what Ian Anakin had seen on TV last night. Anakin continued, maybe Obi-Wan, um... He was gonna. He was, he was gonna give Anakin like a date rape drug, but he drank it, so he can't remember. <laughs> so, so he can't remember what they watched on TV. He's like, hey, I don't remember what TV. What? I can't remember raping him. What's a TV? 
That is the TV. Has Obi-Wan remembered those very cute sea animals? A slow smile curled across his face. Yes, I remember them. They were cute. One pair from the Cors- from the Coruscant Central Park Zoo. And the- See, this is part of the Star Wars universe you're not really privy to usually, isn't it? <laughs> you like watch TV while having dinner and they go to the zoo and stuff on Coruscant. Yeah, (laughs) and the other from from Nubian Aquarium, if I'm remembering correctly. Are we cute together like these penguins? Anakin giggled and asked, twirling one darker strand. And this is fucking wrong. This Lou, where have you found this? (laughs) Fucking, you found it on the fucking dark net. This, Jesus, who's that? Fucking hell, Alton Towers. He's just gurning. He's fucking pilling his tits off. A slight crease formed between Anakin's brows as he frowned and pouted. I'm a, li- I'm a little worried about the pair on Coruscant's Central Park Zoo, though. What, are you talking about Robbie and Cinnaboo? What? Robbie and Cinnaboo. <laughs> Robbie and Cinnaboo, the, so the penguins. Shit. So shit. <laughs> I didn't proofread any of it. I just Google it and click the first one. And it's Who's bad. talking about fucking penguins? <laughs> Jesus, where's the sex? Fuck me. <laughs> Obi-Wan nuzzled Anakin's neck and kissed it. Then we're like, I think we need to report fucking <laughs> Sakura from Japan. He's fucked up. Um, oh, I'm not even reading any more of that. Come I'll just on, get uh, to the sex. There is no oh, sex. They literally just talk about penguins for the next two pages, and then it ends. We'll finish it. We have to. It's not long. Oh, what am I up to? Say Obi Wan. Um. <clears throat> so, so Anakin's a little scared about Robbie and Cinnaboo from the Coruscant Central Park Zoo. Um, yes, I mean, why did Cinnaboo have to dump Robbie for a female penguin like that? Anakin sighed. And did you see the look on Robbie's face? He looked so sad. He just sat there staring at a wall, trying to keep his distance from Cinnaboo and his new girlfriend. <laughs> it says. She must have been too beautiful to be ignored. I wouldn't dump you like that. You never know, Obi-Wan said quietly. If you fall in love with a beautiful woman who is like an angel to you, you will leave me. And then Obi-Wan fell silent for a moment. Anakin did not speak either, only to only to only held onto Obi-Wan tighter. Almost clinging to him for dear life, whispering, I'm not going to leave you. Even the thought of you living all alone without me breaks my heart. Who's heart? Anakin. Right. Obi-Wan nuzzled Anakin's neck and kissed it. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, then we're then we're like the other pair, you know, Wes and Campbell at the Nubian Aquarium. Gays. They're still lovers, inseparable, so devoted to each other. Don't you think we're just like them? He asked to the he asked to lighten the mood. Yeah, we are. Anakin smiled. Obi Wan brushed a lock of hair out of Anakin's face and thought, "He's such an adorable boy when he smiles." <laughs> he leant over and kissed his lips. I'm, oh, fuck it, I feel wrong just, just reading this, man. I feel it. wrong just reading it. Anakin didn't say anything but whimpered as Obi-Wan kissed him slowly and passionately. After a moment, their lips parted slowly and Obi-Wan smiled down at Anakin. 
I love you, Anakin, he whispered softly, his voice trembling with desire. My heart, body and soul are yours, so please don't leave me. He wanted to add, but didn't. <clears throat> Anakin leant in and snuggled under his chin, smiling and sighed in contentment. Anakin, yes, master. <clears throat> you want to go to Coruscant? You, you want to go to Coruscant Central Park Zoo next Sunday? Can we? Yes, we can go and see if Robbie and Cinnabu are doing all right. Anakin leant over and placed a small kiss on his lips. Only a peck. Obi Wan kissed back. If this is gay pedophile porn, it's the most boring one I've read. <laughs> next Sunday, yes Sunday. I can't wait. Moments later, Anakin fell asleep, held tightly and lovingly in Obi Wan's arms. Jesus Christ. Right, author's note. The author's put a note at the end of this. Thanks to those wonderful, those two wonderful pairs of gay penguins at the Central Park Zoo and the New York Aquarium, this fiction was inspired by Ryan Celo and Wendelin Cass. I got so interested in, the, in them that I got a storybook about them. I'm going to read it right before bed tonight. And if you're interested in them too, do visit the sites that say a lot more about them. Here are the links to those site pages. Oh, fuck, no, I don't. Well, blame it on the penguins, the fact that he's got some fucking weird... Yeah, that's it. Basically, Obi-Wan and Anakin just basically talking about penguins, really, while Anakin could may may or may not be a boy. He's got a big dick. Okay, now. Right, well, I feel slightly disturbed now. Well, there was no proof that it was young boy. It was implied, I would say. It's such an adorable young boy. Boba, what you up to? What you up to, Yeah, anyway, we don't condone underage sex. <laughs> we didn't know that story contained such implications, but, you know. Shit happens, man. Shit happens. A bit wrong this for you. Right. We should end it. Yes. Sounds like Bob. No. Uh, no. words. I'm gonna have a wash. <laughs> I'm gonna sit. In, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit in a shower for two hours. I think, crying to myself. Oh dear, we're making it all day. Yeah, thanks for